Cut Crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. What's better than one shutout? Back-to-back shutouts. And back-to-back homers galore today. What a win for the Brew Crew. They're outscoring the Mets 19 to nothing. They win tonight 9 nothing. Homers are plenty. I'm telling you, they were reading your mean tweets about the fact that they hadn't hit a home run and they hadn't scored a run in the first 16 innings. Well, get this. Since not, since not scoring a run in the first 16 innings of the season and setting a franchise record in doing that, in the 27 innings since that, they have scored 31 runs. They're doing just fine. That's why you play the whole season. I'm Dominic Catronio. Jerry Augustine is with us here tonight. Augie, uh, first show for us together here. But, I mean, first of all, to up, be up on a team 19-0 back-to-back games is one thing. But to do it against a World Series contender and a future Hall of Famer in the Mets and Max Scherzer, I mean, it's another great start. We, we know not to put the cart ahead of the horse this season. But... There's got to be some confidence and some good mojo going in that clubhouse right now. Well, I think you you look at it, it's all about the culture that Craig Council has created here. But, you know, what's so amazing, you get these young kids come in and they give such great enthusiasm. And that's where it all starts. You've got to have enthusiasm going in the game, go out there. And the one thing I really like the way this ball club is playing is they're taking they're very patient at the plate. They're taking the pitches, getting the good pitches to hit, and then putting them in play. But I'll tell you what, you talk about this ball club, and if there's one part of this ball club that has changed and is a positive with this ballpark ball ball team is the speed the speed mm-hmm. that they have when they get on the bases they ha- a lot of things can happen and i tell you it has a lot to do with the first two games here against the mets yeah joey weimer stole a bag uh, today off of max scherzer uh we saw plenty of speed in the last couple of days as well the the kids are playing well i mean it, the list goes on of things to smile about the brewers are now four and one they've won four in a row after dropping the opener of the season there's so many ways that we can go in this, but I want to start with some of the kind of overlooked stuff from this game because of the fact that you hit so many home runs in this contest. First and foremost, congratulations to Wade Miley. Win number 100 for his career. That is no small number. 100 wins in the show. Man, that's a heck of a career for him. That's really special. And, you know, you, you talk about Wade Miley and what he did here last time he was here. Where he's confident what he can do, he, I call him a quadrant pitcher. When he, As far as pitching the ball to different quadrants and being successful, he's the type of guy that throws soft down, hard up. And when you talk about that, he has that great changeup. He has that little cutter he'll throw in. But he'll throw that fastball and he'll elevate it. And the one thing that he's been successful is he's been able to throw it both on the inside outside part of plate and elevate it now when you can get the ball up hard and, and elevate the the eyes of the hitter and then go down and command that pitch down in the zone like he did really well tonight with that changeup, uh you're going to be pretty successful he was in great form really used all his pitches and pitched ahead no walks when anytime you see no walks by a starting pitcher that's a positive yeah no walks he had 79 pitches 51 strikes Six shutout innings at 36 years young. Great stuff for Wade Miley. Once again, congratulations to him for win number 100. Another thing that pops out to me, you mentioned the no walks. How about on the other side for the Brewers? Now, it wasn't as patient of a day. They were trying to attack Max Scherzer early, which is kind of what you have to do against him. They only struck out three times tonight. Three times in a game that you score nine runs. You brought 38 guys to the plate. I mean, this is a completely different looking team than what it was last season when it comes to back 
to ball skills. Well, you know, you're making adjustments. I think one thing you look at a, at a club and you talk about a team on the offensive side, the biggest adjustment that the Brewers have to had to do was to may, be patient at the plate. Go up there with the idea that you're good. some pitchers, you're going to have to be patient. And that goes along goes from the scouting and going back and checking out the pitchers, whether it's style. Max Serger is going a guy who's going to challenge you. He's going to throw all his pitches. He's got great stuff. He's a Hall of Famer. We all know about that. But he's a guy who throws strikes. And what the Brewers did tonight, even though they were impatient and get a lot of walks, what they did tonight, they went up there looking for that pitch to hit. They looked for pitching in a zone. When they got ahead of him, they looked for. They knew that he would come with any one of his pitches. They got pitches to hit. They put him in play. And success shows you when they score nine, nine runs and get 13 hits. All right, now we've got to talk about Brian Anderson. I mean, what a find he has been in this first week. Three for four tonight. Two home runs, his fourth career multi-homer games. In fact, all three of his hits were for extra bases. Six RBIs, one shy of his career high there. He's batting in the five hole. He's playing third base. He can play right field as needed. What a find for Matt Arnold and to trust that he's healthy, that he's ready to go, and he's already delivering here in his first weekend as a Brewer. Well, we know what he has in the past. At one time, he was close to being rookie of the year in, in, uh, in the American League, uh, our National League, when you think about it back a couple years ago. But I think the one thing that I noticed about him in spring training was his patience at the plate. I think different guys use spring training for different different ways of getting ready for the season. And one way is understanding the strike zone, understand how they're going to pitch you, and be able to go up there and be patient. And you see a lot of good hitters that go up there, and they may not get the great batting average in spring training, but they do it in positive manners. And I'll tell you, spring training, I thought he was patient. He used the whole field. He hit a couple home runs. And I'll tell you, it's really paying off because you make a mistake on him in the middle part of the plate, especially up in his zone, he's going to hit it hard, and it doesn't make any difference whether it's a fastball, breaking ball. He's going to put a good swing on it. Yeah, he had some great exit velos today. He's been having great exit velos all opening weekend long. Uh, I look at his stuff today, so the two home runs, 107 off the bat, 104 off the bat, and the double was 105 off the bat against against Max Scherzer. I mean, he's healthy, he's feeling great, he's got uh, everything that he needs to be successful in 2023. And, oh, by the way, I mean, he's got a howitzer over there at third base with his arm, man. It is fun to watch him wind it up. It looks like nothing coming out of his hand. You know, I'm going to date back a little bit. And uh, one of my former teammates in the Hall of Famer and passed away this past year, past year Don Sutton. Mm-hmm. Don Sutton came out with a statement, and he, and he said it many, many, many times, is every baseball player that plays in Major League Baseball should have the opportunity to play in Milwaukee. And there's a lot of reasons why you play Milwaukee. It's the surrounding I mean, the fans are fantastic. You got a great ball. You got a great ballpark, which is a good hitter's ballpark. But it's just the the, the culture that's here and being able to play in the Midwest with these fans and this ballpark and the surrounding of everything you can that happens here. I'm born and raised here. I understand that. But to have a player come here can be very special. And for a guy like Brian Anderson who wants to reform himself, get himself back to where he was a couple years ago, what not a better place to come? He's been patient. He's enjoying it. They welcomed him in when he walked in the clubhouse and he's paid off very well for the Brewers. You look at his great rookie year when he finished fourth in rookie of the year voting that year. He was using the opposite field. He had opposite field power in a pitcher's ballpark at Marlins Park or Lone Depot Park as they call it now down there in South Florida. Now, you mentioned it's a hitter's park, and I was talking to Jesse Winker about this the other day, that talking, comparing American Family Field to his old ballpark, Grand American Ballpark in Cincinnati. Look, he said it straight up, Cincinnati, that's a bandbox. Like that, that, you it hit really a pop-up, it's a homer. Here, 
its reputation of being a hitter's park with the roof open and the and the panels open, it sucks out. But at the same time, Jesse said, look, you don't really use this word often, but it's a fair ballpark. If you catch it, it's going to be a homer. If you don't get all of it, it's not going to be a homer. And that's how it should be. Yeah, I think when you look at this ballpark, and I look at the when you have that short in the left and right field, especially where it comes in just a little bit for a left-hand hitter, I tell you, you get the ball up in the air, it seems like the ball travels pretty well. But, you know, you have to hit the ball, get it, hit the ball out of the ballpark here. Sure, when the roof's open and the back windows are open, sometimes you get the better flight of the ball. But I think it's just a really fair, good ballpark. But it just seems that you have those days that you come to the ballpark park you put a good swing on you get the ball up in the air the ball does fly and i tell you what, it's a fun ballpark to to play in it's a fun p- ballpark to come and watch the games and when you come here as a player you say you know what i'm going to get the opportunity because i really believe when you hit the ball the opposite field when right-handers hit the ball when right-handers hit the ball the right center left-handers hit it the left center i think the ball carries better and i don't know i can't say is it because they hit it off their bat a certain way but it just seems like the ball carries better that way and i'll tell you what you watch it the ball flies a little bit true when you hit it straight to a right-hander to right-hander to left and a left-hand uh, left-hand hitter to to right field it's a little different but the opposite way the ball seems to carry and it's a great hitting ballpark it really is let's get to a few texts here 855-616-1620 again 855-616-1620 that's the old national bank talking text line old national bank get old Josh in the 414 chiming in what a game yesterday i won't be there uh, i won't forget it being there for that yes it's early but the spark and fearlessness that this rookie group is infusing in this club showed up tonight. It reminds me a bit of the magic of 2018. What stands out to you so far, and what gives you some pause or areas of concern? Well, let's start with the concern: is that look, we're we're five games in. You know, it's easy to get ahead of ourselves, and let you know if there's any sort of evidence to say not to get ahead of yourself. Just look at last year's team: best start in 50 games in franchise history. We all know how that ended. So it's five games in is always an area for concern. I I. I don't want to, you know, be a negative Nancy or anything like that, but that's what I, my concern. It's a small sample size. Uh, Bill Schroeder, we were talking to him earlier that, look, there's going to be a book on these guys eventually. The best scouts in the world are in the big leagues. The best analysts in the world are in the big leagues. They are going to find a way. Their one job is finding out how to get to you out. You know how this goes right. when sure somebody do. delivers it and says, hey, this is how we think you can get him out. And then, oh, lo and behold, it worked, right? It's the scouting reports, and they get those scouting reports and all the analytics and all the things that go on. It does make a big portion. But, you know, I think when you have the enthusiasm that these kids have, uh, I think that's what's really stood out to me is they go out and they play hard. And I tell you what, it's enthusiastic, the enthusiasm has gone over to everybody. And I'm not saying it's just to the younger guys, but the, the veteran guys have come in. You you look at Contreras behind the plate, and you look at Anderson has come in, and Jesse Winker. Their enthusiasm has been has infected a, a way about this club that, you know what, you, find, you see this team starting to come together a little bit, bind together, getting that understanding that, you know, we know we're going to have ups and downs, but we're going to go out and play hard each and every day. When you come and you play the Milwaukee Brewer baseball team, you better be ready to play nine innings. And I think that's what's most important, that enthusiasm brings that they bring to the ballpark and bring to the ball club is great for the fans, but it brings something to the teams they play because they know it's a nine-inning ball game. It's 27 outs, and you better be prepared. I mean, five homers tonight. It That's seemed right. like it came out of thin air as well. That back-to-back-to-back home runs. We'll get to the highlights a little bit later on in the show. Another 
uh, text coming in here from Doug. This team looks so much different than last year, so much more aggressive and enthusiastic. How long can this pitching do this? That's an anomaly as well. If they stay healthy, they will be like this all summer. I'm starting to think this team should win 90 more. Let's be careful with the should word there, Doug. 90 wins is a lot of wins. The Cardinals are still in this division. You still haven't seen, obviously, the class of the National League when you talk about uh, teams like the Braves, teams like the Dodgers, the Padres. see the Padres next week as well. Uh, If you want to text in, again, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. a, a quick thing before we get to our first break. Do you, I, this schedule was really tough at the start of the season, the Mets being one of these highlights. You'll have the Cardinals this weekend. Padres and Mariners are lurking as well. How important do you think it was to actually get under your feet a little bit, especially against a quality opponent like Max Scherzer and the Mets, to give some confidence? Okay, we've won four in a row. There's going to be a bump in the road down the road, but say that you can do it, especially against quality teams. Well, I think when you look at this ball club, I think coming right out of coming right into the start of the season, they knew they had a tough schedule to start. But what equalizes that? A great pitching staff. And this starting staff, they say, is one of the top two in all of baseball. I think this pitching staff is one of the top two in all of baseball. But that's the enthusiasm. When you've got a great pitching staff that's going to start out, and you look at the way they have approached their jobs when they've come out, and that's one through five have come out. The bullpen's been throwing the ball very well. When when you have good pitching, that will offset some great hitting. And anytime you can have that opportunity of playing great ball clubs and you've got that pitching, you're going to be in the games. And you're going to get some good games pitched against you. There's no question about it. But this team is really set for early in the season. They're out playing the ball very well, playing the game very well. And I credit that to Matt Arnold. He came in here, understood how the game was going to change, and said, you know what? We have to change a little bit. We have to make change how we're going to go about things. And he infused this ball club with saying, number one, we're going, to be, we're going to go back and we're going to look at our organization and we're going to count on our young players. Not only that, but we're going to get good team guys to come in and fix those holes that we missed from some guys last year. I think Matt Arnold deserves a ton of credit for the way this team is structured and the way it's performing right now. Well said, well said indeed. We're just getting rolling with Augie here on 620 WTMJ Brewers Extra Innings. If you want to call or text again, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank National Association, member FDIC. More to come on Brewers Extra Innings after this. Scherzer deals. Line to the gap and left center. The start of a great night for Brian Anderson, as called by Bob Uecker. Brewers win 9-0 tonight. They've already claimed the series against the Mets. They'll go for the sweep tomorrow. They've won four games in a row on the young season. I'm Dom. He's Jerry. Thanks for joining us. So there's a lot to get to offensively now. I mean, three consecutive home runs off of Max Scherzer in the sixth inning. Then they followed up with two more home runs in the seventh inning back-to-back as well off of Brooks Raley. Uh, I want to start with those back-to-back-to-back home runs off of Max Scherzer because it came out of nowhere, first and foremost. Telez, you know, lids the, the, gets the 
the lid off the place with a solo homer, his first of the year. He had just missed one earlier in the game. He gets his first of the year. Then Brian Anderson, man, that dude just loves hitting with two strikes, I guess. I mean, because all of his hits, except for the last homer, I should say, all of his run-scoring hits have come with two strikes on him so far this season. He crushes one to left center field. Then even Garrett Mitchell with two strikes on him hits one out to right field. And Mitchell was 0 for 2 with two strikeouts in his career against Scherzer coming into tonight. Instead, he hits two flyouts to left and then the, the solo homer to right field. I mean, it, it was truly the, the truth that it was contagious, right? I mean, hitting is contagious. Good sure things is. are contagious both ways, whether it's positive or negative. And tonight was a great example. It is contagious when things are going well. Well, I think anytime if you you got Scherzer on the mound, you go, go get on him early, it relaxes you as a team. You know what? Uh, you got to see the job that Wade Miley was doing. He was throwing the ball very well, keeping everything in control. And then you start off with those two runs early in the ballgame. Everybody kind of just sits back and relaxes. But one thing as a pitcher, you get through that first inning, you throw a zero up there, all of a sudden that builds momentum into what you want want to accomplish. And Scherzer's one of those guys, you better get him early or you may not get him at all. And I think what it did today, with the way Wade Miley pitched, Pitched us a great ball game. Congratulations again on that hundredth win. But he set the tone for the ball game. Scoring early on that big, big O2 hit by Brian Anderson was huge. Of scoring those two runs early, set the stage for later in the ball game when they're able to put a bunch of runs on the board, seven more runs on the board. We got plenty more to come. I want to get to the phone lines eight five five six one six one six twenty again eight five five six one six one. 620, Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Old National Bank, get old. James on the south side, you're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Yeah, it's nice that the Brewers won. Uh, the thing is that the Brewers, the last, you know, you guys are talking about the home runs and that. The Brewers have had like close to 200 or over 200 for the last half a dozen years, but what has it got them? It hasn't got them any World Series rings. The thing that they need to do, and the thing that, that they need to, uh, how do you say the word, keep fresh. And be able to rotate in that is the pitching staff to make sure that the pitching staff doesn't uh, let us down towards the end of the season. They're, that's the darn thing we need the most. We don't need all these home runs because it hasn't won us any titles. Yeah, fair enough. But hey, you got to score more runs than the other team. Thanks for the call, James. When I look at keeping the, the pitching staff fresh, I mean, they didn't need Mila to go further than six innings. Could he have? Maybe. But 79 pitches did his job. He's a guy coming off of an injury-riddled 2022 season. Craig Council even talked about that pregame today, saying, look, we're not going to ask Wade Miley to throw 200 innings this season. There will be right. days we need a sixth starter. There will be days that he's piggybacked with a Bryce Wilson or when Adrian Hauser is healthy or when Aaron Ashby is healthy. They can piggyback those guys. Wade Miley did his job tonight. And the fact that it was six innings was a bonus, but the bullpen was fresh. They didn't. They weren't used yesterday after Bryce Wilson. Wade Miley is going to be kind of the unsung hero of this rotation because he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. He pitches quick. He keeps guys on their toes. He's not going to strike out the world. We know that. But he's going to throw strikes. He's not going to walk, guys. This is a classic Wade Miley start like we saw in 2018. Yeah, just perfect. I'll tell you why. Like I said earlier, he's I, he's that quadrant pitcher. When he t- Talk about Wade Miley. When he's successful, he throws his soft stuff down in the strike zone, hard stuff up. And tonight he had a great changeup. He, he had a good cutter that he threw down his zone. But he even got a cutter up in his zone on the inside part of the plate a few times with that good fastball that he can do every once in a while. But you talk about commanded pitching. Anytime you pitch ahead... You 
you use all your pitches, you command a ball down in the zone like he did tonight, you're going to be successful, and he's going to be a big part of it. But I think the one thing that you look at this Brewer Ball Club, we're known as a home run hitting ball club, mm-hmm. and he uh, Previous caller James just said that yeah we have had two over over two hundred home runs each in the last five or six innings six years what has it done for us well that's the way the Brewers are built they're built for home runs but we're seeing on this ball club with these young players the addition of speed and the addition you see more patience at the plate working it for base on ball so they can get on and start things and they are putting the ball in play a little bit better than they have in the past I think that's going to be huge but nothing's going to go by this pitching staff and what it does and what it means about the starting staff that you have, which I think is one of the best in all of baseball, but you got to watch this bullpen. Craig Council, I think, does a masterful job at throughout the year finding out what he needs to do to get to the number one guy at the at the end of the game, Devin Williams, and he's going to find out that rotation that he needs. And by getting these guys in the games at sparingly at times now is only going to help him understand what these guys are capable. Of, but not only that, help them understand when they come in the game. Throwing strikes is so important. I also want to remind James when it comes to the home runs. This is from Sarah Langs. Uh, this past World Series, teams that out homer their opponents in the postseason, uh, the last two years. Okay, so 2022's postseason and 2021's postseason, they are a combined 47 and eight in the postseason when they out homer their opponent. Home runs matter in the postseason. It sure does, and it plays big because it gets you right back in the ball game. And this ball club has shown it now. I know we didn't have home runs earlier earlier when we started the first couple games, but boy, you see what they have done the last two nights and seeing the approach they had and the way they hit the ball and uh, taking pitches that they get the O two you talked about the O two pitch, being patient, making sure that Scherzer had to make a good pitch and scoring scoring the runs they did off of him and hitting the ball like they did off of him tonight was a very big plus for this ball club. Let's get now to the difference-making moment of the game, brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management is different, not driven by commission sales, not pushing financial products you may not actually need for elite, comprehensive financial planning, customized to who you are and what you need. Contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Com. Do you want me to hand this to you first? Or do you want me to go first? It doesn't make any difference. I'm well. You're the guest, and you're not here for a week, so okay. I'll let you go first, Augie. Okay. What's your difference-making moment? I'm going to say, here comes that 0-2 pitch, and there's a drive off the wall, and the Brewers go ahead. Two to nothing by Brian Anderson. Yeah, but... I think when you face a great pitcher, you get on the board early, you change the complexion of the game, especially when you have a game pitch like Wade Miley did tonight. I thought getting on the on the on the board right away that first inning was huge for this ball club. And as the game went along, these these guys became patient, got patient. Uh, got pitches a hit and ended up scoring nine runs, but those two runs at the beginning of the ball game were huge. That was huge. I- I'm going to go a little bit later on in the game on the other side of the ball. Fast forward to the fifth inning. It's still two nothing. Scherzer was settling right. in, and Miley faced his first real trouble. Now going the third time through the order, uh, he allowed Jeff McNeil and Escobar to reach on a hit batter and a single. Then he gets Nito to strike out. Then a nice play in the hole by Willie Adamas to get Nimmo on a fielder's choice. But you got runners on the corners. Two outs, third time through facing Starling Marte, who, by the way, came into this game hitting over 400 in his career against Miley, a guy he has seen very, very well, a guy that runs well, and a guy that lightning quick hands anything on the inner third, he's going to handle it. And on a 3-1 pitch, Miley just kept pulling the string, pulling the string, pulling the string, change up, change up, change up, change up, change up, change up, change up. He was just changing up him to death. And on a 3-1 pitch, I don't know what Starling Marte was thinking. You had to be sitting change up given all you'd seen 
and he gets out in front of a changeup that was below the zone, would have been ball four, and he rolls over to short, gets out of that jam, and then the Brewers never turned back from there. That was my difference-making that's moment. A great, that was a, that, Dom, that's a great call because you look at the situation with Marte. How many times have we seen him, not only facing him uh, like we did tonight, but when he was with Pittsburgh, how many times did he come up late in the ball game? and you talk about that all-speed stuff, hitting the ball the, the opposite way in the gap. And I'll tell you what, I, that's where I, I thought Wade Miley just did a great job with that off-speed stuff, keeping it down in that quadrant down low, really being consistent with it and not giving in. I thought I agree with you. I thought that was a big part of the ball game. All right, we're going to take a break and have a short segment on the other side of this. Don't go anywhere. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Here we go. Hit him in. Fire me up. That's some fun stuff. Bob Euchre on the call for three consecutive home runs in the sixth inning. Brewers win 9 nothing tonight as a, a big victory for the Brew Crew. They've already claimed the series now, uh, and they'll go for the sweep tomorrow. With Jerry Augustine, I'm Dom Catronio. So, Jerry, I look at some of these numbers, the chaos that happened in this. Back-to-back home runs by back-to-back players and back-to-back plate appearances, mind you. The only other time that has happened in Brewers history was a couple of really good ball players in 2001, Richie Sexton and Jeremy Burnitz <laughs> against the Diamondbacks back in September of 2001. Now, 22 years later, it's happened again this time with Brian Anderson and Garrett Mitchell. I mean, that's a rarity, and you never know what you're going to see at the ballpark, eh? It isn't, and I'll tell you what, uh, it's just as electric tonight. Uh, you look at the game, uh, what a what a great way for you and I to start our opening day uh, day here for, uh, doing uh, extra innings, but you look at it, you beat Scherzer, and you, you hit the home runs, and, and the enthusiasm, This the, the ballpark was just electric tonight. It's fun to watch. When you go out and you do it to a guy like Scherzer, who's a definite Hall of Famer, that makes it even more special, and congratulations again. I know this is the third time we've mentioned it. Wade Miley, 100 Oh, wins. for sure. So deserved it. Threw the ball very well. Yeah, absolutely need to mention that. Uh, I agree. Uh, how about th- this? Uh, just going through some odds and ends here with the numbers. Uh, the fact that now the Brewers in two games against the Mets, they're outscoring them 19 to nothing, obviously. But the Mets have 11 hits. They're all singles. And the Brewers have seven homers in these two games. <laughs> 11 singles versus seven homers. I wonder who's going to be leading that series. I think I'll take the homers. I think. <laughs> but, you know, you, it's ball club, and it, it goes to this pitching staff. And, you know, you look at what they've done, and uh, you look at the, the starting yesterday. Freddie, Freddie was dynamic yesterday, throwing the ball. Like, as I always say, when you come to the ballpark, I, de- I, I define Freddie Peralta as a carnival because you're going to see a whole lot of stuff. You're going to see fastballs and curveballs, big curveballs and little curveballs and little sliders, but he's going to be aggressive and he's going to go right after you and then have a guy come in like Wade Miley did today and pitch to a team that's a very good team and many say that is going to win that, that NLE. So you start the season like this and you pitch that well, boy, that means so much. Pitching is everything. And I'll tell you what, this ball club has very, very good pitching. Yeah, and oh, by the way, Corbin Burns tomorrow. You it know. doesn't hurt. It, doesn't <laughs> it does hurt. not hurt. And you've got a fresh bullpen. Devin Williams is good to go. That's right. Uh, you know, Peter Shreslecki barely had to, had to sweat today. There's some really good stuff going right now for the Brewers in the very, very early goings of this season. Uh, another note that I wanted to pop in here and just talk about, yes, Bryce Turan was finally held hitless tonight, but he hit the ball hard twice. I think his defense... Craig Council has brought this up multiple times, and I'm going to continue to bring it up multiple times. There are plays that Bryce Terang makes that aren't going to make top 10, that maybe 
if you're not quite paying attention, you don't even bat an eye. But I know you notice it. I know Craig Council notices it. And I hope fans start to notice the plays that he is making, specifically like the ball up the middle that he flipped to Willie, that ended an inning, that was so smooth, and the ball down the right field line that he called off Joey Weimer on. Those are plays, quite frankly, like with all due respect, I don't know if there's any other guys on the roster that can make those kind of plays. He is just so good. You know, he's even better when you, you watch him and you just study what he's done. I know yesterday he made a couple nice plays. What I like the way he goes from side to side. It looks like he can get the ball, but his balance, his footwork is so good. He came up, there's one, one time he picked the ball up, had to go down and pick it up and come up and get the good balance to make a good firm throw over to Rowdy. It was just, it was just a great play. So you're talking about a guy who's been able covers side to side, but not only that, his footwork and his balance and his ability to put good a good throw on the ball is just so special. He's done that a number of times already in this short season. Yeah, he does, and that's been a big part of this ball club too. And it's going to pay off as the season goes along because there are ups and downs throughout the season. It'll be interesting to see how they make those adjustments. There will be plenty of adjustments, and we'll be talking them all season long with Jerry Augustine here on six twenty WTMJ. You're back in a week, right? You're, you're back, back in here next Wednesday. That's right. I'll be back. Thanks for joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. We have the news here at the top of the hour, then a break after that. Wyatt Barmore-Pooley will get you all squared away coming up here on 620 WTMJ. 1-1 pitch. Swing to bouncer to third. It's gloved by Anderson. Steps on third. Across the diamond. Double play. 5-3. That's the beauty of the cutter from Wade Miley. Good stuff from Wade Miley tonight. Brewers win 9-0. They've now thrown 19 consecutive Scoreless innings going back to the uh, last game against the Cubs Sunday. And there's a lot of directions we can go with who's hot and who's cold. Let's go ahead and get that segment rolling here before we get to Craig Counts a little bit later. Then we have highlights coming up in the next segment, too. Uh, who's hot and who's cold is brought to you by Cider Heating and Cooling. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Cider's highly trained technicians provide a one-stop shop for all home and business comfort needs, including an emergency service line that's always live. Get peace of mind by scheduling maintenance today with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Cider, that's S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. So, who's cold? I mean, I don't even know where to begin with who's cold. I mean, Yellish got things going today. He had a tough day in the home opener yesterday. Uh, Jesse Winker had a tough day, but hey, you know, somebody had to cool off, I guess, because he had the great series against the Cubs. So let's go ahead and give it, I guess, to to him today. But that's even just arbitrary just because I have to give it to somebody. Who's cold really should be just the Mets bats. Let's do that instead. The Mets bats are cold. Uh, they have 11 hits. They're all singles. They're not doing anything against the Brewers. And who's hot? It's the Brewers as a team, collectively. Starting pitching, 19 consecutive scoreless innings. The offense, 19 nothing advantage over the Mets so far in these two games. And Corbin Burns going tomorrow. What more is there to say? Things are feeling good. Five games in, but we have barely, barely started this climb of this mountain. It's a long, long season, y'all. You can get excited in the moment, but let's be real for a second. It's five games in. Okay, we can be excited. We can enjoy it while it's here. Cardinals are coming to town this weekend. They're another legitimate contender. It is not going to be easy. So if you can stay hot, absolutely, you're not going to stay this hot. There will be close games. I mean, even Sunday against against the Cubs wasn't that close of a game. It just looked closer because of the weird inning against Javi Guerra. 9-5 to five was the final. It really felt like it was 9-3. to three. So one of those things that let's let the season get a little more sample size here. There's an off day on Thursday. Momentum tends to be killed on off days and things of that nature. But 
Let's let it play out, figure out what they got going on. Uh, let's hear from the manager himself, Craig Council, on his reaction from today's win. No, you don't. Um, but it was, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's any, anytime you hit three homers in, in a row, it's, it's surprising. And, um, but, you know, we, we're swinging the bats good. We've got a lot of guys swinging the bats good. And, um, you know, a couple of great nights from, uh, from BA and, and Mitch tonight. So, um, just, I thought we had good at bats against Max all night, really, um, starting in the first inning. What can you say about Anderson's start here? So off to a great start. I mean, it's it's been you know with with Louis getting hurt too. Um, you know, it's made him you know really critical, and uh, for him to be swinging the bat well, um, you know, big boost for sure. What do you think led to the success? You know, against Scherzer tonight specifically. Well, we were aggressive. You know, that, that's that's the money. I think you saw that in the first inning. We were aggressive, um, and I thought that was that was a good way to come out against him. Um, he, he throws he throws a lot of strikes, um, and we did a nice job being aggressive. How nice was it to see Rowdy get going after the start he had had in the first couple of games? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always nice when guys get hits, hit homers. But I don't I don't think we're at this point where we could say that necessarily yet. But uh, I mean, it's good for him just to. Feel like you're contributing offensively for sure. You said before the game, Craig, that you you're not obviously counting on Wade Miley for 200 innings this year, but uh, I, you said you need depth in the rotation. He gave you more. Yeah, I mean, it, look, he pitched six wonderful innings tonight, um, and he, he did he did it just in kind of his style on how he does it. Um, work fast. You know, just balls going both directions, changing speeds, kind of front, back, kind of in and out. Um, and, you know, he just got to the, never felt like they were in, you know, an advantage count. Um, so it was, it was really a clinic in pitching, really. I thought he pitched really, really well and um, used kind of all parts of the strike zone and with, with at different speeds. Yeah, fun stuff there from Wade Miley. And different speeds is the name of the game. He's not going to throw a ball harder than 91 miles an hour. And here he is carving up the Mets. And let's be real. I mean, the Mets are still a good offense. But when I look at their team, once you get past Tommy Pham, they really lose the power surge. Not that you know they have a lot in the top half of that lineup either. Jeff McNeil had a good game, and he normally struggles against lefties like Wade Miley, but he got a knock and he was hit by a pitch as well. Eduardo Escobar has been off to an ice-cold start. I mean, just imagine if this team had Carlos Correa at third base as opposed to Eduardo Escobar. Man, that that's quite the bullet dodge by the National League that he's a Minnesota twin. The Brewers don't see him until June they're in good shape to go for a sweep tomorrow with Corbin Burns on the mound, taking a peek at what to expect tomorrow. Burns trying to rebound. He'll be going up against the lefty David Peterson. And uh, the Brewers going for a sweep against the Mets. It feels like 2021 when they swept them to clinch the Central and get into the postseason. That was a fun series as well. And what a stark contrast from last Max Scherzer start here at American Family Field to tonight. Remember, he threw six perfect innings last September when the Brewers were reeling. Uh, and he was coming back from injury, and he was on the pitch count that day, and it was a tough day to be a Brewer hitter, but they got back to Max today. In total, the team, I said it earlier, the strikeouts, I mean, that's what impresses me. They only struck out twice. They hit more homers off Max Scherzer than they struck out. I mean, think about that. 
That doesn't happen. I think I looked it up earlier. It's only the fourth time that's happened for Max Scherzer where he's allowed more home runs than batters he's struck out. That's crazy to me. That, that that's This is a Hall of Famer we're talking about, a first ballot Hall of Famer, and the Brewers hit all over him. We're with you until the bottom of the hour, so we're going to take a breather. We're going to relive this one with the highlights coming up next on 620 WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Max Scherzer on the bump against the Brewers. Always going to be a tall task, but the Brewers, they didn't care. They were ambushing all over him in the first inning, and they got things done with two strikes and two outs with the new guy, Brian Anderson. Scherzer deals. Line to the gap in left center. Hey, get off the wall. Bob Euchre on the call, and that would be the score for a while as Max Scherzer would end up settling in to get things going in his direction. Wade Miley on the other side was looking for win number 100 for his career. He was working very quickly, as he usually does, not allowing an extra base hit. Got an inning-ending double play in the third, a 1-2-3-4 on just six pitches, but finally faced some adversity in the fifth. Lead-off batter Jeff McNeil hit by a pitch. Escobar dumped a single in the left, but runners on first and second with nobody out. Tomas Nito struck out swinging on a changeup. Then Brandon Nimmo grounded out up the middle on a great play by Willie Adamas. Finally, though, with runners on the corners and two outs, the dangerous Starling Marte was at the plate. 3-1 delivery, a bouncer. This could be trouble to end the inning. Hit it slowly, and Willie Adamas threw him out. Calm, cool, and collected. Euchre on the call there. That was a big moment because he was in a hitter's count, and Miley gets him to chase a changeup to ground out and end the threat. Now we move to the sixth inning. This is when things started to get crazy, and things got smoky in here because of all the fireworks. With one out, Rowdy Telez. He had just missed one earlier. He didn't miss this one. And the pitch. This one lined to right, center, and deep. Get up! There's Bob again on the call. I love the thud of the bullpen backdrop for the first home run of the year for Rowdy. It's 3-0 Brewers. Oh, wait a second. Who's up next? That man, Brian Anderson. Coming back on Anderson, the pitch. Hit to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone! Brian Anderson just hit one out of here, and they go back to back. Of course, he did it with two strikes as well. But just wait, they weren't done yet. Hit in the air to right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Garrett Mitchell! They go back to back to back against Max Scherzer. Only the second time in Max Scherzer's career he has allowed three consecutive home runs in a game. The Brewers go back to back to back for the first time since the 2018 season. Now we move ahead to the seventh inning. Things are still rolling for the Brewers. Brian Anderson coming to the plate with two men on and two men out. Of course he's going to deliver. Pitch. Swing and a fly ball, center field. Backing up Nemo. Warning track. Wall. Got him again. Have a night, Brian Anderson. 
Have a night, Brian Anderson. Have a night, Garrett Mitchell. 2-0 pitch. Mitchell to right. That one is gone. Back to back again. Second of the season. Second of the game for Garrett Mitchell. Second time in Brewers history, the same two players have gone back-to-back -back homers in back-to-back -back plate appearances. They shut out the Mets in consecutive games. 9-0 the final. They hit five home runs tonight, and they go for the sweep tomorrow with Corbin Burns on the mound. We'll take a quick breather. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. Quick look around the scoreboard here as we're getting ready to wrap up here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, there is one undefeated team still in baseball. That is the Tampa Bay Rays. They defeat the Nationals 10 to 6. They are now 5 0. They scored five runs in the top of the ninth to erase a one run deficit to shock Washington uh, and hand them their fourth loss of the season. Uh, it was a crazy finish in that one as Yandy Diaz hit a homer, Jose Siri hit a homer as well. They. Nationals mashed out 16 hits despite the loss there. The Phillies beat the Yankees, their first win of the season, 4-1 to at Yankee Stadium, beating Domingo Herman. Diamondbacks beat the Padres in a wacky game that featured Manny Machado getting ejected for striking out, failing to adhere to the pitch clock, then arguing about it. Mariners beating up on the Angels right now, 8-0 in Seattle. Dodgers beating up on the Rockies, 4-0 in Los Angeles. And the Braves beat the Cardinals by a 4-1 final. The Braves are off to a 4-1 start as well. We'll take our last break and wrap up the show after this on 620 WTMJ. Brewers fans, it's me, Dom Catronio, host of Brewers Extra Innings, here to tell you that you can now catch Brewers Extra Innings wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, and of course, WTMJ.com and the WTMJ mobile app. Every stat, every storyline, and of course, highlights from the games this season following the Brewers all year long. Catch Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank, right here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. All right, let's look ahead to tomorrow. Covers will start at noon right here on 620 WTMJ for a 1240 start. Corbin Burns, David Peterson, the matchup, the lefty going for New York. The Cy Young winner of 2021, Burns going for Milwaukee, trying to avenge himself after a tough go of things in opening day down at Wrigley. It really wasn't that bad. It was just four runs in one inning. And you, you look at it, what it's been since then. It's really been all of the runs that anybody's been able to score against the Brewers so far on the young season. So again, a 1240 first pitch tomorrow. You can hear it right here on the Brewers Radio Network, WTMJ 620. Uh, the Brewers going for the sweep against the Mets. Want to get to a text from Mike in Colorado, as always, checking in. Excited to see how Craig Council, Craig Council handles the team this season. So far, so good from Mike. I agree. I mean, he's got some young guns to use. He's got the veterans to use. And quite frankly, I mean, this team's still not technically healthy with Luis Arias out for two months. Aaron Ashby still just playing catch. Adrian Hauser is on a good timeline right now. We got an update from him today that he may throw a bullpen tomorrow. That is the current plan. Uh, and then would need a couple more bullpens before they decide to send him on a rehab assignment to Nashville. So things are progressing well for Adrian Hauser. And things, I mean, quite frankly, things are, are rolling along like you would hope. For a team that has been dealing with uh, some new faces, you don't know what you're going to get. And 
given you know everyone freaking out after the first 16 innings of this season, and uh, things are doing okay. I, ju- I joked on Twitter, they read your tweets about the offense, and uh, they took it personally. So they're outscoring the Mets 19 to nothing, 19 nothing, and they're going for a sweep tomorrow. So catch it right here with Bob, and uh, it'll be Lane on the call tomorrow with Bob as uh, Jeff slides over to television. Thanks for listening tonight to Brewers Extra Innings. No extra innings tomorrow with it being a day game. We'll go straight into Wisconsin's afternoon news. Uh, We'll be back with you on Friday for the whole weekend with the Cardinals coming to town starting Friday night. So I hope you tune in tomorrow. We'll catch you guys coming up on Friday for Brewers Extra Innings. For Jerry Augustine and for Tommy Wirtz, our producer, I'm Dominic Catronio. Until next time. Keep on swinging.